Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian's Untitled Scene Show. My name is Ian and wow, I, I actually can't believe we are going to do this conversation because the person that's going to be on the show, his band actually broke my heart probably around four years ago. But I am very happy that not only is he back on the show, but the band is back together. So please, everyone, welcome Zach of Offended by Everything. Zach, man, how are you doing today? Man, I was trying to cue up a crowd sound bit, like them cheering, like in a sitcom, but I didn't get there in time. You were just buttering the roll too much. Oh. But, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we should have gone over this before. <laughs> yeah, we should have made some notes. No, it's uh, yeah. No, I'm happy to be back, man. It's it's good to it's good to talk to you again. I know that we've been uh, we've been crossing paths on social media and whatnot, but it's oh, good sure. to hear that you're in Texas too, and uh, and we're doing this one more time. Yeah, hopefully not the last one. No, and I don't I don't think so. Unless you guys decide to leave again, and that would break me once more. Yeah, that you'll have to make me leave next time. You know, <laughs> so I mean, which I, which I kind of did, but we'll get into that. <laughs> ah, okay, gotcha. Well, first off. You know, you did mention Texas. I'm in Austin. You are in Dallas, correct? Yeah, just just a little suburb north of it. Oh, okay. Very nice. Like, yeah. how long does it take you to get in the city normally? Oh, maybe like on a good day, maybe 35, 40 minutes. Okay. All right. 40 and minutes on a bad day, 30 minutes on a good day. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, how do you how do you like it? Because I know you moved. We'll, we'll get into all of it. But you moved. You moved back. How are you liking Dallas so far? Man, I missed it so much, man. Um, I'm around family and friends again, you know, mm -hmm. after, after living in a different state, in a different city for, for, uh, almost half a decade, it's, it's nice to be back home and grounded with people that, you know, I've known my entire life. And, um, I cannot even begin to tell you how happy I am to have Whataburger back down the street <laughs> from my house. It's, I think that might've been the main reason I moved back. Honestly. Yeah, man. That was, yeah, that was my name. Now. That was something I actually learned when I moved down here. As soon because I've lived in Texas before, but I don't know, maybe it was more Jack in the Box was more popular at a time or something, but I didn't really know <laughs> Whataburger that much. So what when kind I'm, of backwards ass town were you living in, man? San Antonio, <laughs> I think they call it. San Antonio. Wow. Yeah. yeah wow. I know. That's why God, that's why we never play there. <laughs> Just yeah, kidding. See, we'll play we'll play there soon. Oh, I I will hope. <laughs> Hope so, because hopefully I can make that drive too. It's not that bad. But yeah, man, everyone told me about Whataburger when I came down here. So then I had to have it. And of course, it's amazing. The The big question is, is it better than In-N-Out? That's what people like to debate a lot. But I think for me now, I got to say it's Whataburger. I, yeah, I mean, In-N-Out's not open 24 hours. Right. You know, like you can get you can get Whataburger anytime. The breakfast menu is so diverse. The pricing, the pricing isn't terrible. In and Out's got them beat on prices, but also it's, you, you know what you're getting. You know, it's it's the same thing where it's like Whataburger's better in Texas and In and Out's better in California. I'm like, listen, yes. man, they're both okay. they're both they're both fucking fast food. Yeah, it's right. both garbage food. <laughs> it just depends on whose colors you want to fly. Yeah, and at least from what I know, Whataburger and probably In and Out too, but at least Whataburger makes everything fresh when you order it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's to order for sure. So that's and something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they. I, I see them cutting their potatoes and wearing their little hats. They're really cute, you know. <laughs> and uh, I mean, they're probably making more. Those employees alone are making more money than I am, probably right now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's great to hear. They, they, they take care of their people, so that's also a a check in the pros for In and Out. That right is very there. true. Yeah, In and Out, and yeah. then also Whataburger. Yeah, I would think so, right? Yeah. But I mean, obviously, the show is being brought to you by what? No, it's not. So yeah. <laughs> we should we send should move the check. on. Yeah, send that send check, the baby. Check. 
We should get a, a Whataburger sponsor, a whiskey sponsor, and a beer sponsor, and I would be super happy. Absolutely. Shiner Box, send the check. Fuck yeah. There we go. See, we're, <laughs> we're just exclusively Texas talk for the next hour. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's get into this for sure. We definitely have a, a good amount to talk about here. So let's go back in time a little bit. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you were on the show when I want to say that was when the Evergreen EP came out and that was in the beginning of 2019. So I think that was January and probably the show like end of January show probably came out in February, something like that. Yes. Then you guys announced that you were uh, disbanding or breaking up, I think in August of that same year. Uh, June. Was it June? Okay. So it's June, it June of that yeah. year. And then you did a farewell show in November of that year, correct? Yes, that's okay. correct. All right. So since then, tell me everything you've been doing. No, no, no. Okay. Don't, don't well, worry about time for this. <laughs> well, uh, first, well, I mean. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, it was, it was uh, around that time we had just, it wasn't that we were necessarily sick of being in the band, like we hated each other or anything. It wasn't, there, there was nothing as ambiguous as that going on. I think there was more of an ambivalence of we're kind of stagnating. Do we keep going or do we, you know, embrace the stagnation? Okay. We try to push through. Um, it was just one of those conversations we all had as a group after one of our shows. We played the new 95 um, EP release tour. Like the Dallas date with them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and afterwards, we were just kind of like all sitting around. We, just, we all just gave each other a look. And we were just, well, it was mostly me and Jarrett. Um, and we were just kind of like, yeah, this, I think that, I think we're done, you know? Oh, okay. Um, and it, it was just a really insane situation. I don't know how the, that thought crossed our minds because it was a great show. It was a great turnout. I think that um, at my age and at my point of where I was in life, I was like, I want to move, move on and try to do something bigger, you know? Okay. Like, and that's that was around the time I decided that I was going to Nashville um, without and I didn't even told them yet, but it made sense like a few weeks later when I did tell them. Um, wow. Yeah. So it was just kind of a it was kind of a thing. And they, they were like, we don't really want to do the band without you. And I was like, well, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, and ever since then, they've all been doing their own side, their own following their own passions. Jared's just like basically doing music full time, working a salary job um, right. on his phone. Like it's actually a pretty sweet gig. Nice. Um, Andrew, uh, the bass, our bass player, he's, uh, in the running for a James Beard award, like in the fall. So he's oh. going to be focusing on that. And then our drummer, Josh, he's been focusing on mostly fitness, uh, kickboxing. Um, okay. he's been, he's still been playing in bands around Metroplex and whatnot too. So, so everyone's kind of on their own thing. And while I'm in, while I've been in Nashville, I've, I've just worked with a lot of different artists. I had my own project for a little bit that didn't, that, um, uh, when moving to Nashville, it's uh, I was kind of spoiled in Dallas because everyone's ready to like go and hop on that band wagon. No, no pun intended, but <laughs> hop on the wagon of being in a band. Sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's in Nashville, they're a musician. Like in Dallas, I could be like, hey, I'm in a band. Everyone's like, holy shit, that's so cool. Let me buy some tickets to your show right now. And it would just be as easy as selling dope on a sidewalk. You know? Ah, gotcha. Okay. Whereas in Nashville, it's like, oh, cool, man. Me too. Right. <laughs> It's like, oh, it's like, great, man. I bet, I bet you're awesome. And it's, it's just a very unsupportive environment out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just eventually got sick of it. Every, everyone tries, everyone tries to try to, um, try to make this, make the scene as unexciting as possible. Oh, okay. 
I guess it, it's more so like everything's business. It's like, hey, this song's never going to get 5,000, like more than 5,000 streams, but I need 30% royalties and back pay. It's like, bro, just fucking write the song and release it and have fun. Like, it's not that, it's not that intense. Like, none wow. of us are here to make money, you know? Um, and I've been in a couple writing groups. I've been in a couple, um, played for a couple bands, a couple artists, and I've, I never once asked for that. Maybe I'm the idiot for that. I think I just enjoyed doing it so much that I just never really crossed my mind. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, that's what I've been up to playing music, cooking food, serving tables, making drinks and, um, getting drunk. (laughs) That is a great summary of what you've been up to. I should have just said that to start off with. I know, right? Yeah. We can cut that. We can cut that whole thing down a couple, couple minutes. Not a problem. I'm I'm good at that. Slicing, slicing dice there. But let's, let's go back to some original parts then. So why Nashville in the first place? Um, um, I've been there a few times on tour, whether for bands that I played in or tour managing other bands. And we happened to go to Nashville and um, it was um, pretty copacetic out in Nashville. Like it looks great on the outside. It's like it's a lot of fun, beautiful city. It's exciting. People our age, progressive, right. um, fun. And I thought, why not give it a crack? You know? Um, wow. Yeah. And uh, I thought there, there's really, I, I feel like if I want to pursue music, cause it is my passion. It's something that I love to do. Um, even though I ended up like just kind of putting on the back burner for a couple of years, but trying my best towards the end of it. Um, I was like, I should, I should go and pursue it. Like I had the, I have the time, the means and I'm at the age and the health that I can actively pursue that without too, without too major of a fallback or a fallout sure. on it. Um, and so I was there for about four months. I started writing music. It was great. And then uh, the tornado hit. Oh, and just kind of fucked everything up. And then about four days later, the pandemic hit. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, yeah, that just really harsh the mellow, for lack of a better euphemism. Sure. I like it. I like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I tried my best to get back on the horse, but it was just hard over the pandemic. And then whenever everything opened again, you know, big surprise to anyone listening, um, a lot of artists don't make enough to survive off of just music alone it's you have to have a job right. so whenever everything opened again and those jobs became a thing it took up almost all of my time in the fallout of what had happened like in 2020 so gotcha okay yeah when you moved to nashville in the first place did you have anyone that you knew there any friends any family anything like that uh no one at all actually wow damn yeah. man and I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> you did you did something very similar that I just did, but I had a job lined up. So you did it like, yeah. completely uh, free, I guess. I, I, I mean, I'm just very impressed because even, even with it not working out, to take a risk like that is still very impressive, man. Yeah, I mean, it's something that you have to try at least once in your life. But I mean, some days I'm happy I did it. Other days I feel like I wasted my time, uh, you know? Okay. Um, but I learned a lot of things I would never learn anywhere else. And I think I'm, 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 I'm more proud of myself for gifts, giving it a go mm-hmm. and knowing what my strengths and my weaknesses are. And that was a great time whenever I realized those things to come back home. Now it, it might be weird to kind of put you on the spot here. Maybe you haven't thought it through like this, but would you say, is there one thing that you would prioritize and say, this is the best lesson that I learned with that whole adventure? Yeah. Never meet your heroes. Oh shit! All right, all right. We'll <laughs> I, never I be able to meet, that, man. man. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, no. It wasn't like a negative connotation thing. It's just I think it's important. Um, the way that we view 
artists or people that you've uh, looked up to, like band members that you've maybe have just, your only interactions have been Instagram posts, you know, but then actually seeing them in person and realizing that there's much flesh, blood and shit as you are. Ah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more important to have that poster of them and hang it on your wall and emulate the things that they make you feel into yourself so you can make other people feel that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that that's super important. I think it's, I think it's great. I've gotten to work with some of my heroes. I've gotten to do great things with some of my heroes in Nashville because you know, everyone's moving there now. Uh, yeah. 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 It's true. I definitely recommend, um, not idolizing someone to the point where it becomes, it, it's, uh, it assists in creating your personality mm-hmm. and, um, trying to form a, uh, friendship with them. Cause at the end of the day, they're just, they're just people, they're dudes right? or dudes or girls, you yeah. know? And, um, I think it's important to keep that keep that in check when you're in Nashville because you could see Taylor Swift walking down the street one day and then Theo Vaughn the next and it's just all sorts of craziness and you're going to meet them and have drinks with them and party a little bit and then you're going to see a little bit more of a human side you never thought you'd see in a person that you only see on album covers and interviews. So I guess quickly, what song did Taylor Swift write about you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh... Shit, if I, if I okay, so hypothetically, if this was true, I would choose back to December. All right, you went over my head. I know no Taylor Swift songs, but Fuck. well done calling my bluff. Someone out there is laughing. <laughs> I guarantee it. That's okay. It's, it's a banger. It's, it's back when she was country, you know. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> no, man, I, I think that is, you know, Nashville or not, just applying this to pretty much everyday life, but that whole thing about, yeah, you can idolize someone, you can look up to someone, as long as it's making a positive impact in your life where you're taking that and doing something yourself, you know, with whatever that happens to be, however they motivate you or, you know, or your muse or, you know, anything like that. That's really the way to be because I can't tell you how much this show has jaded me even more being in the music industry. Yeah, <laughs> because, no, for sure, man. Yeah, because you'll meet great great people but you also meet a lot of people that you realize they they're human they make mistakes they're just like you there isn't necessarily anything magical or special but possibly what they've done in their careers in music or whatever has been able to be magical or special and affected you that way and that's kind of what you have to latch on to not the actual person themselves and i think that's what a lot of people get twisted is um is you're a fan of their music you don't know them at all as a person you know Mm -hmm. um it's like i i I just i said this at one point i almost got booed for it it wasn't like at a show or anything but it was just around my friends and i was like shocking news the person who sings and writes about how they're a terrible person me love their songs turns out to be a terrible person <laughs> boo <laughs> like how dare you dick flap me with truth god damn it Zach. oh that's that's, that's great <laughs> well by, by the way i look back in facebook and i was like let me make sure i see you know exactly when you guys had decided to disband. And there was actually a update with all the members and what they were doing specifically for you. I don't know if this was a joke or not, but they had said you had gone to Nashville to start up a metalcore band. Is that true? Yeah. So, so I had a project called Sleep Spell um, 
that kind of ended on a not a weird note like it was kind of a soft ending okay. i don't know if they're still doing stuff but um and we released two songs on spotify check them oh, out they're pretty shit. cool okay um but uh they it was originally started as a metal band i tried to start the band in like 2020 like during the pandemic i was like i have nothing going on like i'm getting all all this unemployment money i have all the time in the world let's pursue something dope sure let's get it yeah so um I had a couple lineup changes. I started doing some songs in like 2021 with uh, the original guitar player. And uh, we had some pretty, we, I got, we got a couple awesome songs on my Dropbox. Um, and then it just didn't end up working out with him. Like I just, not that I couldn't trust him as a person. He just was very flaky, but okay. he was the most talented person I ever met. And that was, that kind of sums up my experience in Nashville. But um, so that stopped. And I met up with one of my first friends I made in um nashville and his name is steven malone and he is the absolute light of my life while i lived there just a great dude oh nice as a Muslim wife three kids um toured a bunch back in the day and uh amazing guitar players so we started getting together to write and instead of doing the metal stuff we started doing the sleep spell stuff you hear on spotify now um and during the process of me deciding to move um we were writing a whole ep and it's i mean like and it's really fucking good and we were playing shows we played two show three shows in nashville and three shows out of state okay just based off of um connections that everyone in the band had or i had and then nashville just playing just to play nashville um and uh yeah i mean it was it was good stuff it's just it, it's hard because like i said in nashville it's just so it's convoluted in the sense when it comes to when it comes to commit, like not necessarily committing, but having the time and the uh, resources to not be buried underneath everything else going on. And it's, it's right. cool to see like, Hey, what's up? We're Nashville for music. Sit. I mean, we're, we're sleep spell from music <laughs> city. Uh, but it just kind of gets buried under the noise. And it was, it was unfortunate. Huh? Okay. So yeah, I, I totally get that part. What made you want to do a metalcore band before? Cause I know when we talk last, and then if you look at offended by everything, you're definitely on that more aggressive side of pop punk in, in most areas. And you've got, we've talked about your vocals before. You've got that gritty kind of, you know, aggressive pop punk type vocal. Were you screaming? Were you like, I guess the question is like, what just made you want to do metalcore in the first place? Uh, I used to, I used to play in a metalcore band. That was my first love. My first band, I was in a metalcore band. Oh, ah, okay. While I was in that, not, well, it was my first band, but, after a couple more, the band that I was in, I auditioned for Offended by Everything. While I was in it, I was playing guitar. Um, it's always it's always been a it's always been a not guilty pleasure, but it's been my secret lover, my my side piece, <laughs> my sneaky link sure. for a long time. And I think that kind of reflects in the in the music that we've produced so far. Yeah, for sure, because um, I'm not one to shy like to shy away from that. Like I'd rather lean into it, you know, to to have my strengths in there i mean i played i i did vocals in a metalcore band in dallas called the vanity affair like and then we ended up breaking up a little bit after but they were a band for a while and i just hopped on at the end of the run oh i was about to say because i know that band okay yeah that's yeah that was yeah i did the vocal I'm, I'm not on any of the songs that's uh that's our bass player duke who moved okay. to nashville to be the bassist for sleep spell till they had to move back home fun fact <laughs> but uh but no it's just i just decided metalcore because i mean at that time it's I was like, I might as well do something more progressive and more, um, more mature, I guess. I, I, I don't think mature is the right word. I think I just wanted something different. Different, yeah. You know, because um, the I, I think it's I, I felt like my I felt like as a as a vocalist, I kind of plateaued 
not because of Finna by everything, but because I wasn't pushing myself enough. And I was like, oh man, if I just really shove this rocket up my ass in metalcore, then I'll be able to push right through it and blow right through that brick wall. Gotcha. You know? Okay. Um, and I thought that would be a fun thing to experiment with. And I mean, I'll outside of the podcast, I'll send you some of the songs we did. Oh, please. Um, <laughs> yes. I love just that. So you can check them out and you can just listen to them if you want, but, uh, yeah. they're, they're, they're pretty cool. Uh, just sounded like something fun to do at the time, something different, something exciting. You know, I'm in a new city. Might as well do a new thing. Interesting. Yeah, man. I, it's just, it's one of those things where, I mean, you started over brand new and then you also went into maybe not brand new exactly for you to do metalcore, but based on what you're doing before, it is a different a direction. Role. Yeah. 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 That's the interest. I mean, that's even more interesting of, of what you were doing. So then, okay. So we know the story of how Nashville turned out. Now you come back to Dallas. When did you actually come back to Dallas? It must have been like, I'm going to guess a day. It's probably wrong. April 28th. So I've been here for about a month, a little oh, over a month. Okay. Yeah. It was like a week before my birthday. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And uh, it was just a thing. I flew down here. Some shit went down in Nashville and I flew back home, saw my parents and I was like, Can I come back. They're like, always. Oh, that's cool. There you go. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like great so I, so i flew back home two days later rented a u-haul as soon as i landed sit up and drove straight home <laughs> wow okay All I, just right. missed it. I mean i missed i missed my friends i missed um obe i missed uh, my family missed a lot of things a lot of things were great here and it's nice to have something to fall back on for once you know mm-hmm. instead of having to walk on this tight rope oh you mean like it just- wasn't used to like, yeah, being by yourself kind of stuff, starting over anew, like... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and, and, I mean, I am... Don't get me wrong. I am starting over kind of new, but I'm also coming back with old flames in the sense of, like, offended by everything, my family, my friends, everything. And it, 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 it feels very new because it's been so long and the world has changed drastically thanks to COVID-19. Sure. Um, and it's it still feels new, but it's as exciting as it's ever been in my entire life. Like I've never been, I wasn't even this excited when I went to Nashville for the first like month or so. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's refreshing and it's exciting. And it's, it's, it helped me realize that my place is here. And, uh, I'm glad that I spent those four, four years or so up there, but it's taught me so much more and I'm hungry and I'm ready to do some more. That's very cool. I I really like hearing that, man. That's, that's great. So, Let's talk about, I, I'm surprised. I thought maybe you were back here for like a little bit longer. So to start so quickly with Offended by Everything again, did you guys talk? You know, did you get a, a quorum or something when you were in Nashville, told everyone, hey, I'm coming back. I'd like to start everything up again. Or did this happen just that recently? Uh, so it started, I was teasing me coming back like six or seven months ago to Jarrett. I was like, Hey man, if I like, do you want to release one more OBE song? So I was like, Oh, it just had like a writing kick. Cause I was, I had finished the sleep spell EP and I was like, Hey man, like, can I like, do you want to just release an OBE song for the hell of it? And he was like, yeah, cool. Just come down here and we'll record it. And I was like, okay, well I'll think about it. Um, and then it, it, the text started getting more frequent around like that theme, you know, okay. with him. And, um, the day that I said I was moving back, I texted him was like, Hey man, I'm moving back home. And he was like, we're back. I'm like, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even like talk about it. We're like, we're doing it. Um, that's great. And, uh, we didn't really talk to Andrew or Josh because Andrew is a head chef at one of the best restaurants in the Metroplex right now. Oh, okay. And, uh, we were like, he'll never have time. And Jared's like, we wouldn't, 
like hurt to ask. And I know Josh has been busy with his own music and everything else going on in his life. And he's like, it wouldn't hurt to ask. And Jared just made a group chat the next day. He's like, Hey guys, we're back. And everyone was like, cool. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's kind of our relationship in a nutshell. Jared's just kind of like, Oh, I'll do it. And I'm like, no, let's think about it. He's like, Nope. And it always works out when he does it. Damn. That's great. <laughs> that's really great. Now, uh, one other thing too, I should have brought this up before. So I also remember reading, I think when you guys had decided to disband, weren't you originally working on a full length at that time? Yeah, I think we were working on a full length's worth of songs. Mm -hmm. And we had maybe eight of them recorded. No vocals, just just instrumentals. And Jarrett's used one or two of them in his solo stuff. Ah, okay. Um, so far. And then uh, you guys you guys released three, right, for the Never too late to start. No, no, that's your first one. That was uh, that, that that EP was called Everything That's Led Me Here. There we go. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And and you did three tracks for that. Yeah, I I read your first EP. <laughs> I put a little cheat sheet because I was like, wait a second, these are long titles again. I got to remember these. Yeah, yeah. We'll get used to it. It's about to get longer. <laughs> oh, <it's... laughs> I'm a big fan of that actually. So that that works for me. But you took so you took three from there two Jarrett use you have some left over are you going to be using that as a template for what you guys are working on now i don't, I don't think so because that was that was so long ago mm -hmm. and every single one of us has changed whether um when it comes to what we listen to how we write um how we interact with each other i think that it's more important for us to focus on how we've changed and use that to make something that's more not necessarily mature, but um, progressed the same way that we have. Sure. Um, I think that's important. I, I I don't think it's like I've told them before, like all our set that we're playing um, at emo night, um, we're not playing any of the older stuff. We're just playing the new, like popular songs, like our most streamed. And that's something we've never done before. Like we've tried to cater to everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, the songs that they want to hear. But at the end of the day, we're realizing that's like, we've grown so much. The band has changed so much logistically and like between each one of us as an individual, I think it's important to focus on what's coming up next and what's new. Um, so that's why these new songs that we're writing, the one that I uh, sent you yeah. that um, that's something that me and Jared just busted out in like a week. Oh, wow. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. And it just came so naturally and I felt, it felt more, it felt, I don't know. It felt like OBE, but also it felt like a band you haven't heard before. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's that's what we're going to keep going with. There's no point in dwelling on the past. It's best to move on and just keep going, give ourselves deadlines, and just be happy with what we've got. Because I, I guarantee we will be happy because we all love everything that we do for the band right. with each other. Yeah, man. That I mean, that's the way to be, right? I mean, it's it's always nice to be popular. It's always nice to have people love your music. But if you don't love what you're doing, if you don't like what you're doing, then what's the point? Well, it wasn't necessarily like like an issue of us not liking what we're doing. I think it's just more of like here's our chance to take a deep breath and take the plunge for a second. You know, like maybe maybe people will like what we're doing. Maybe they'll say it's not OBE, but here's the thing: OBE was four years ago. This is a whole different type of band now. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you see yourself not staying, or do you see yourself, I guess, not staying in that whole pop punk realm? Do you see, you know? with what you like with metalcore and stuff, do you see yourselves going to like a post hardcore or rock ish type sound more often? Oh, uh, I mean, I don't really see us leaving the pop punk thing. I think that we're too comfortable with it. Okay. Um, 
but I do see more influences from those things you just mentioned being showcased throughout the new material we're about to put out. Ah, interesting. Yeah, definitely more than before. Okay, gotcha. Now, so if you, is it, so right now with the writing process, is it just you and Jarrett? Uh, yeah, whenever, whenever, if we can get the other guys in there, definitely. It's mainly me and Jarrett. So our producer moved to Sacramento. His band Nerve is on tour right now with Secrets. Go check them out. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, They're coming around here soon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they have Dallas on the 22nd or 24th. Somewhere in the 20s. Yeah. And then uh, I think Austin is the 20th, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very cool. Okay. So he moved there. So he um, basically the writing process is Jarrett writes guitars, or if I'm with him, we'll do some diddlies, the guitar, <laughs> not each other. <laughs> I was we'll about do... to say, I was like, oh, I've never heard it that way before. Okay. <laughs> 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 and uh, he'll, he'll write some stuff. He'll send it to me. What do you think? And then I write lyrics on it. Then I go over to his house and we record vocals there. Then we send it to Scott. Okay. And then Scott just polishes that turd, <laughs> just really gold plates it and makes it fantastic. Um, and, uh, he, then he mixes masters and sends it right back super quick turnaround. So, I mean, at this point, there's really no excuse for us not to put out a lot of music at this point. (laughs) It's it's just, it's just just too easy at this point, man. And then like, I know Josh and Andrew had their schedules, but if they're ever like around, like we're going to have them come over and give us their ideas and flesh it out and make it as good as possible. Cause I mean, like more brains are better than one. Oh, Um, gotcha. Yeah, so I mean, if, if if anything, if we have more people in the room, that just makes it more us. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you know, a lot of people have that complete opposite feeling, especially when it comes to music. Is they don't yeah. want everyone's input at the same time. They want to lock it down, like you're doing this, you're doing this, and then everyone comes together afterwards and puts. Well, they're also the cents. same people that'll spend seven months on one song. It's like, bro, just move on. Like, ah. give it like a couple of weeks and listen to it again, and you're gonna love it. Like, you're gonna be less hard on yourself. Like, it's. At the end of the day, we're just making music, and it's it's not rocket science. True. I mean, I say that I say that like <laughs> I don't have existential dread every time I'm about to release a song. Right. But right. <laughs> but I mean, like that's that's just how it is. Like you're artists. Yeah. Like we're we're fortunate and lucky enough to have the time and means to do these things. So why not just do it? Don't be so hard on yourself. Like you, what's the worst that happens? You know, people don't like it, but I guarantee you there will be a lot of people that do as well. Yeah. I mean, really, like with what we've talked about with music for so long, especially now there's always going to be someone that doesn't like what comes out. So yeah. you kind of have to not focus on that and focus on the people that do like it, right? Absolutely. Yep. So yeah, that's got to be the way to go. Now, based on what you were talking about there with, you know, someone taking seven months to do a single, something like that, with how quickly you guys are able to put things together, you know, whatever song it might happen to be that you that you enjoy, do you see yourself going more into the EPs and full lengths? or are you going to take the model that a lot of bands are doing right now, which is releasing a, a single, you know, every month, every two months, something like that? Yeah, so that's that's something that my old metalcore band did was we tried to do a single a month, but the vocalist fucked it and decided we would put our songs on SoundCloud instead. Ooh. We're not doing that last part, but yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but definitely, yeah, I think that it's important. You see a lot of bands are like releasing a new EP and it's like two songs, right? three songs. Right. But they're heavily promoted and they're pushed. And um, that's definitely the route that I want to go. I think that everyone's on the same page for that. I think that at this point, it's we write a song on a whim and then we decide how we're going to push it. And then while we're doing that, when we have downtime, start on the next one and just keep going. Um, Okay. 
I think I think we really bit ourselves in the uh, ass um, dropping that last EP without pushing it. But I mean, at that point, we were kind of feeling like, oh, well, it's like our goodbye EP, like right, whatever right. doesn't matter. Let's well, get it out there. I remember Jarrett commenting on on a post I made at one point recently because I think I had posted something about you guys and how much I missed you or something like that, and. I had I had told everyone like go listen to Evergreen like this is a band oh I I was doing uh 200 days straight of listening to a band's EP or album and th- doing like a short review I think is what no had happened so I did Evergreen no way yeah yeah and I well I was like I want to dive into this because I still listen to it like that's the truth man I still have all those songs in a playlist and that comes up on a on a regular basis for me so. What oh, I ended up doing. Oh yeah, man. Thank you. I, you know, I love the music. So I, I did that review, and I think I had put this was kind, this was the last, you know, thing that offended by everything put out. And Jared had commented, "Oh, you forgot about the EP that we released right away." And I had completely forgotten about it because of the lack of promotion that went along with it. I remember promoting it, yeah, but I completely forgot about it. Yeah, no, I and mean, it's good honestly, stuff too. a lot of people did. Yeah, but it's good. Like, it's, it's three songs, so it's it's shorter than Evergreen. But it's still, it sounds like you guys, I could imagine what a longer EP or a full length would have sounded like had you continued in, in that direction. And yeah. it still really does work. Yeah, it was, um, that was, we, I mean, I'm not going to lie to anyone listening or like to you. It, it was just one of those things where it's like, fuck it, let's put some of our last songs out sure let's go like who cares whatever we were just we were just i don't think we were jaded i think that we were just burnt out right um and we were like it's just time to like take the dog behind the shed and put it out of this misery you know and there but there was no misery which is like every time i think about that like it's just an insane concept to think about um i don't even know like i don't know if we were possessed by something or like what was going on <laughs> but yeah we just all felt that way um and the craziest thing about that, which you just said, like little to no promotion, um, one of our songs on that EP is our second most streamed song right now. Yeah, uh, is it "Fade Away" or "Fading"? Something uh, fading, like that? Yeah, yes, fading, fading, yeah, fading, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is crazy to me. I mean that and that and that song was something that I wrote like straight from like the heart. Like I I lost a friend on my 18th birthday. Oh, okay. Like, he took his own life, and um, and when Jared sent me the first like demo of like the guitars and when i was like oh i wrote that i wrote that song in like three hours man like it wow. just it spoke to me yeah and uh and it's a shame that it we didn't really uh do more with it but that's you live and you learn as an artist like I'm, we're not gonna let the failures well I wouldn't, it's not a failure we wouldn't no. let the um we wouldn't let the uh obstacles really get in the way as you normally should and i and i think that this new stuff is gonna make up for that the lack of attention okay I gotcha. think um, a lot more, a lot more going into this, a lot more enthusiasm, a lot more pride, a lot more happiness, a lot more love. Nice. Maybe a couple fuck yous in the mix too. Fuck yeah. Which I'm looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I still think you have one of the greatest band names of all time. So <laughs> I, I have never been quiet about that. I have talked about it. as soon as I found out who you were. I was like, I, I we talked about it on the show multiple times. I I love that. I love that name. But a real question to you though, that was a name that was drawing attention 
you know, even in, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019, like people would still comment on that, like, oh, you know, what is this, a political ban, you know, that kind of stuff. Now, though, it's even worse. In 2023, I think you're going to get a lot more questions about the name. Have you guys had to deal with any of that kind of stuff? I don't think so. I think if anything, we get bombastic side eye from people. Uh, here's a good example. Um, so on Saturday, there was a festival in Addison, Texas called Taste Addison, and they had 303 Hawthorne Heights, um, Story of the Year play it, and Jarrett's um, band that he plays bass for. They're a pop punk cover band called Band Full of Nuns. Um, nice. They played it that day. I was working. I got straight off work, and I went there. Um, and uh, I guess I was I was two beers deep, and I felt it was a good idea to, you know, you know what the app big is no okay so it's an app where basically you type in something that says you can type in what actually take your video off let me show you (laughs) 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 actually i have it saved on here uh oh actually i'll I'll turn my video off yeah i was about to say yeah 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 so that's how it works so basically you uh type whatever you want onto this screen and Ah, uh so i did this yep i did this i was walking around the festival and then if you shake it it uh come on now it uh, does strobe lights. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> so I, was walking, I was walking around the festival holding that above my forehead. And uh, it said stream offended by everything. It was just blinking back and forth. And I was getting so many side eyes. Ah. And but then I got a lot of people that they were like, oh, we've heard of you guys. They're like, oh, we'll check it out now. And I, the entire time I was walking around on my forehead, I was like, it's a band, not a statement. Like, I swear right. to God. I'm not trying to be those guys. It's just weird. We're happy to be back. I'm just trying to get some streams, trying to get some tickets sold, you know, just, you know, putting some ground and pound work in. Yeah. Um, and I guess the side eyes are a thing, but I feel like one thing that I've noticed every time that someone's given a shit about that band, whether it's this year or like the years past, is that if they just talk to us, they're like, oh, it's just a stupid band name. <laughs> sure. I mean, look, if they it's if just, they listen, yeah. they're going to know that. Yeah. yeah. It's just, look, I, I think you captured something that is hilarious. It's just, people tend to put it or they tend to stick it to politics or something like that, which it certainly is not. It's like, no, man, like we'll be the first people to buy you a drink, man. Like, right. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're very like our, I mean, our, our fan base is so inclusive and even just our friend group alone outside of the fan base, it's, it's super inclusive. And we, we don't really want anyone to feel that way. Like we feel like if you want to be offended by everything, it should be an honor. Cause I mean, like there was a long time throughout this country and throughout the world that it was, it was, you should be ashamed to be offended by everything. Be offended by to be offended by like um, injustices or things that just aren't okay. But now right. we wear it like a badge of honor in our generation. You know, it's just kind of like okay, that's not cool. You can call people out on it now. It's not like we're trying to do the opposite and be like, oh, look at these snowflakes. Like that's not really our thing. You know. <laughs> but I mean, here's the thing though, too, man. We get a lot of sales from people that do use the word snowflake a lot, and we'll oh, take I'm it. Sure. Take your fucking money. <laughs> yeah. Right. What do you care? Right. <laughs> exactly man and we had we had this joke uh we were talking about merch for the summer and uh, one of them was like we should get a hoodie that just is offended by everything and jared was like yeah even people that don't listen to the band would buy that i'm like fuck it yep right <laughs> do <go."> it <laughs> <laughs> oh no no i've always that's one of the things that i've definitely uh, always loved about what you guys are doing so uh so you're even though this show isn't going to be out in time uh, you know, for the live show, you are going to be playing Emo Night in Dallas coming up on this Friday. Is this the first live show you guys have played since that farewell show? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, technically, no, but yes. Okay. Um, 
So back in October, my band Sleep Spell drove down to Dallas. We did like a little run. We played Dallas, then Baton Rouge. Oh, um, okay. We played a show in October, and it was uh, a band called Brave Days from here in Dallas. Okay. And then it was uh, Sleep Spell played, and then it was Jarrett's band, the Jarrett Adloff, Jarrett Adloff band. Yes. And then Up and Up by Everything played. Oh, okay. Yes, but um, it wasn't the full lineup. It, we had someone fill in on drums. Um, okay. Josh couldn't make it. Uh, so it is. So this upcoming show is the first official. Everyone from OBE is back. We're doing the damn thing. Nice. Come see all of us. We're also sounding tighter and better than ever. We've got better equipment. We've got better rehearsal. We got better, um, just a better vibe all around about it. And it's going to be definitely something that uh, people are going to talk about. And I think it's, I think it's going to be huge. Um, hopefully, I mean, and emo night isn't about us, but I think it definitely helps us being there. Yeah. How do you? How do you work into that whole emo night setup? Are you guys like the opening band before, you know, they start the quote unquote emo night? So I don't know how it works for other cities, but this one, um, they have multiple rooms in this venue. So one, one of the rooms is the main room, which is like, what you see in emo night, the videos and whatnot. Uh, One room is for the bands, which is where the bands play. Um, and we're going to play like second, second or third to last, which okay. is like a great spot actually. Yeah. Like 1145 at night. Like I'll take it. Sure. On a Friday night. Yeah. yeah. Dude, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the other room is a deep cut room. So they're playing like Finch and, oh, that's uh, cool. yeah, yeah. Just like super deep cuts are, uh, Jarrett DJs that a lot too. Okay. So, um, he's gotten really fucking popular in the scene and I'm kind of concerned because who the fuck did he sell his soul to? Yeah, man. No, after you guys, after you guys broke up, I I remember you know like we follow each other, and I've seen him grow in stature throughout the yeah, Dallas. He's worked season. his ass off, man. Like yeah. he's he, he's killing it, and it's it's great to just have someone like that as 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 a partner and a musician, and most importantly, a friend that right. can really pull things like that. Like he's he's just he's just the little social butterfly now. He's really come out of his cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i see him uh i see him tweet uh mike zimmer a lot yeah that's so mike zimmer puts on emo night yeah. um south by so uh you are you know all that oh, yeah, yeah. they really they become really good friends oh so. good okay and i'm not saying that, like that's beneficial for us like there's something in it for us it's just like i think it's nice to have those kind of relationships in the scene like where it's not like oh someone's always out to get you i think it's more important right. just be like how can we help each other grow no and absolutely. that's something yeah. that not a lot of artists or bands do it's always a competition of them and it's really not man like let's just put on a good show and play in front of a bunch of people and party afterwards man man. it's not not fucking rocket surgery (laughs) no man i like you know i like the emo night setup when they have that back room i like when they have the you know let's play the deep cuts let's play the post hardcore bands from the you know early 2000s stuff like that I enjoy that a lot. I'm not so much, and I've done this in multiple different companies in multiple different states of going to one of those emo nights where you're watching the DJ pretend like they're the ones that are playing the songs and everyone, you know what I mean? Everyone's reacting like the guy who hit the button on the keyboard is the person actually singing the song. And it's very strange to me. Yeah, and I, I, I'll actually add on to that. I'll piggyback that comment. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of videos that I've seen of people moshing at emo night. Yes, and yes. Then, like, when I go to like, <laughs> then when I go to like a like this guy's just pushing a button, but then like you go to a local show where these guys have spent like th- these people have spent 
hours and thousands of dollars on their equipment and people just stand still it's like dude like you're just dancing to a robot right now like these people put their heart and soul into the music you're hearing right now and you're just kind of like don't really feel like i mean you don't just because you mosh doesn't mean you support obviously right but god damn man show the hype to the same people that'll be five years from now when they hit that keyboard that song will play an emo night keep that same fucking energy when it happens exactly that is a really I love that statement. That is really something that I hope people take to heart. Because I'm not saying don't go have fun. I'm not saying don't go. You yeah, know, in, no, in, have a fucking yeah. blast. Yeah, always have fun no matter what you're doing. Right. But it's like, don't be selective with it. Yes. You look like an idiot at Emo Night doing it. You won't look like, I mean, you look like an idiot doing it at show. That's the whole fucking point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the stupid, man. Oh, oh, right there. You've got a new song title or an EP right there. Embrace, embrace the, the stupid. stupid man perfect but also it's like stupid hyphen man like he's a oh yeah yes. Embrace the stupid man but it also <laughs> sounds kind of creepy at the same time like why would you embrace that guy <laughs> <laughs> oh you got me on that one i have, I have no witty retort <laughs> i've been thwarted that's that's for sure so how how are you feeling then knowing you're going to be back with the full band it's kind of cliche but you don't really strike me as someone who, who gets nervous or, or anxious about this kind of stuff. I know you had mentioned that thing about when you release a new track or something like that. But when you're going to play live at a situation like this, does it just come naturally to you, especially after all this time? Or are you, you know, kid on Christmas, wow, I get to really do this again with my band? I mean, it, the way that my brain just processed that, you just said the same thing twice. <laughs> <laughs> I I I am I am so fucking excited for Friday. I'm so fucking excited to be back because mm-hmm. not only am I home and not only am I feeling better than ever. It's um, it's it's like it's 2019 again. You know, it's um, that was a great time in my life that I took for granted. And I've I'm and I'm a lot of people don't get second chances. You know, true true. Whether it's I mean not only just people but like a band as well. You know, and this feels like the best second. Ch- second first chance that we could ever have but this time luckily we still have a following we have a backing we have um we got that passion i mean if anything that fire is burning brighter than before very nice and it's i'm just ready to get on there like back in october i'm gonna be honest with you i didn't listen to any one of our fucking songs before that show in october really we played an hour-long set yeah (laughs) and it just can't dude it just like it's it's like it's like something just like woke up inside of me and it just was so natural and it was just such an amazing fucking show wow um it was one of it was easily one of the best shows i've ever played after not playing shows for like four years yeah yeah. it was like playing shows like in a band where i'm fronting or like whatever um it just was like second nature to me and that's kind of how i knew um and even on rehearsal like a few days ago like we're practicing with in-ear monitors because we're grown-ups now and (laughs) we're uh and it just every every single one of us all four of us it just no fuck ups, tightest we've ever sounded. It was it was insane. That's awesome. Damn. Man, I really wish I could fucking make this show. Fuck. It's only a four hour drive, man. Come on. No, nah, it's it's about I'll, work. I'll buy your gas and I'll buy your ticket. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> you know I support, so I would I would never take that, but I do ah, I do appreciate the offer. No, man, it's about Wait. work. That's always the problem. Yeah. It's trying yeah. to make it's trying to make shows here in Austin. Like I go to multiple shows a week. Like that's how many shows are here, but it just after work trying to get to that. And that's why I'm hoping that so many people pack out that place 
to see you guys so that you know how much people missed you, that people want to see you in other places too. Because I would love to see you guys live finally. Well, I mean, I'd say what, man. It's uh, like I said, it's only four hours, so I, I don't see us not coming to Austin anytime soon, or Houston, or San Antonio, or anywhere around there. I, I, okay. I think we're at that point where this this needs to be said. It's kind of a tangent, but it also no, ties in. Um, back to the work thing. Um, a lot of people don't realize that musicians like it is. Imagine how hard it is to get off your job to go to a show. Imagine how hard it is to get off your job to practice a few times a week exactly. to record, yep. to go play your shows. And that's why it's so important to have that support because um, we all work jobs too, but right. just getting it off is just as hard as us. And I took the easy way out. Like I have a job, I have a job that makes not a whole lot of money, but um, enough to where I can be like, Hey, I need three days off. It's going to, it's going to, I'm going to have to work my ass off the next week afterwards to make up for those losses, but right. it's not really a, a financial loss but it's more so of like it's more of a financial loss but it's less so of a um uh, like a i don't want to use the word business but more of like a, a loss and it's not a loss in like what i'm pursuing and my passions and whatnot i think i think that it's a uh, shit <laughs> it just lost me it lost me left me god that whiskey's kicking man it is it is <laughs> my ass right now bro. but um oh. it's just something that a lot of people don't think about you know right. it's uh it's the show may not seem like a lot because it's like in front of 50 people sometimes maybe less 10 people like i don't give a fuck how many people are in there just give me 20 heads and a fucking mic i'll fucking do it there you go um but uh there's a lot of sacrifice that goes on behind the scenes as well oh yeah Uh, between between relationships uh family financial financial bullshit um a lot of people don't think about that and i mean i can't like in it and if it's hard for people to get off a day from their job just imagine how fucking hard it is for other people and exactly. i mean it's already hard enough to get it off from a normal job you know right like it's rough yeah i wish that we would just have a universal basic income and everyone had free ponies and toothbrushes like herman's <laughs> cream promised <laughs> we'll be a happier place <laughs> well yeah. just just hitting on that a little bit too. <laughs> you used to be with Standby Records. Yeah. You're independent now though, right? Yeah. Would you yeah. want to shop around? Or are you at that point where you're just like, even though we all have separate jobs, we each have our own jobs in the band and we can do this band kind of DIY? That's that's funny you mentioned that. The scene has shifted so much because earlier you mentioned like, would you release an EP or a full length or just like a single a month? Right. And that's... I mean, back in the day, man, back, I'm going to name some old school pop punk bands. So get ready. So Handguns, Major League, um, old school story so far. Sure. um, Man Overboard. Like they would just release full links. They would hit. Yeah. Right. Right. Because whether they had label backing or not, like they would just hit. Um, But there wasn't things like TikTok or Instagram Reels or Twitter and everyone's attention span is the size of a fucking walnut right now. Yep. And uh, the Sheen, the, the Sheen. (laughs) <laughs> the scene has shifted so much recently to the point where it's like you don't necessarily need a label. The labels are only going to come to you once they see that following and, and then you'll get that backing. True. You'll get that contract. You'll get mm-hmm. the money. Um, and we've already been having meetings about strategies on how to push stuff on social media and talking about it every day in the group chat and how we're going to get up with the times and whatnot. Um, so I think that more so like once we get that following on social media, maybe okay maybe a label um standby was super cool and we said we were calling it quits they were just like hey just like you guys have fulfilled your obligations like you guys are good 
Like he's huh. Neil was like, you guys are totally good. Don't worry about it. Like if you ever need anything, just let us know. Nice. Um, like when I started sleep spell, he hit me up and he was like, well, do you need like any backing? And I was like, dude, like we're barely getting started. Like I just need to like do this for a little bit. Okay. But uh, shit, man. Hopeless records, pure noise, fearless. Hit me up. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Some money would be tight. We'll pay you back. I promise. We'll pay you back on Tuesday. There you go. <laughs> another band, another band name right there. Pay you back on Tuesday. I like it. Pay you back on Tuesday. That's actually a pretty good name. That would be like the like the Christ Core. Oh yeah. Band names, you know. That's very yeah, true. Pay you back on Tuesday. Yeah, the, the mullet and the sweep over bangs. <laughs> very nice. Tank tops and snap packs. You know. What a great image. What a great time that yeah. was. Don't forget the flip-flops and the jorts. You know? Hells yeah. I never forget <laughs> about those. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Zach, man. Look, I, I'm looking at the time. We're almost at an hour already. Like we, Jesus. Yeah, we right. flew by that stuff. So we can probably wrap up now. I know we're going to catch up again very, very soon for sure. And we're going to talk off air after this anyways too. But yeah, I want to sure. make sure. You know, we covered a lot of, obviously, what happened with the band originally, what's going to be happening with the band. But was there anything I missed that you wanted to hit at all? Uh, I don't I don't think so. I think that I just want to say, if anyone's listening that's either new or has been here for a while, I want to say thank you for being there, no matter what your role has been in the band or in our personal lives. Um, I think it's great that you're still here. And I think it's, and it's even better if you're just coming back to this and you saw the name and you saw either my face or Ian's or anybody else's in this. I think it's awesome that you're here and I appreciate it. Um, we're happy to have you back and we're more than happy to be back as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think it's great that we're going to be releasing new music. It's not only cathartic for us, but I hopefully it's the same for you. Uh, we're going to drop some bangers. I'm going to crush some beers. There you, know? you go. Nothing much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing much has changed. I, I no, love that. Much. I love that. Well, man, I am, I am so happy that you guys are back. I'm very happy that we were able to do this. I'm looking forward to everything that you guys have in the future. Now I'll have links in the description of the episode, you know, to follow everyone on social media, to be able to, in the future, get tickets for, you know, whatever you guys are doing. Also merch, if you guys decide to do that, and then to keep track of what you guys are doing music wise. But until then, is there a best way to support you guys? Uh, if you listen to the first episode, I'm going to say the same exact thing. Yeah, I figured. Uh, just follow us on socials, man. Offended, just at offended band. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok now. We're really catching with the times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've, got, we've got like one or two out that are just clips from old stuff, but hopefully we're going to have some new content hot and ready for you guys, like Little Caesars. There you go. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, all of that. Please just give us a follow and don't be afraid to interact. We're known for interacting with people. We're yep. not fucking... We're, we're not someone you idolize or people that want to hang out just like you. So you please just don't be afraid to say hello or just comment something stupid or roast one of us in the <laughs> comments. <laughs> There's the invite right there, people. Right Make there. sure to do yep. that. Wide open. And like I said, I will have all those links in the description of the episode. So that way we'll make it super easy for you guys to be able to do that. Well, Zach, man, like I said, stay on the line. We're going to talk a little bit off air as well. But I, like I said, just very, very happy to see you guys back. Now that I'm in Texas, I'm sure I'm finally going to be able to see you guys live. I did not Woo! think that was, that was going to happen at all when we talked last time. So I'm very glad that that opportunity is going to show itself again. And once again, man, just thank you so much for doing this and for wanting to do this. I really appreciate it. 
And I'll do it every day of my life, man. You're so much fun to talk to. It's all good. Thank you, buddy. All right, man. Have a great night and we will talk soon. Yes, sir.